Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forevermore. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good evening to everyone. Okay. Well, tonight... Tonight, of, um, we've chosen a topic. It's one of the parables of the Lord Jesus uh, that He's spoken, and uh, we're going to go into it and see what the Lord is trying to teach us from His simple words, yet very, very powerful, very deep. Okay, we're going to read from the Gospel of St. Luke, <coughs> chapter 11, and it's verses 5 to 13. Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at, at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to say before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And glory be to our Lord Jesus Christ forever and evermore. Amen. Simply what these verses, Luke 11, 5 to 13, are saying, there was this guy, went to his neighbor at 12 midnight, knocked at his neighbor's door. The neighbor said, who is it? He said, it's your next door neighbor. What do you want? He says, I need three loaves of bread. Why? Because 
someone has come as a visitor to my house at this hour and I've got nothing to offer him. I need from you, my neighbor, three loaves of bread. He says, well, it's late. I'm in bed. My children are with me in bed. I can't get up now. Go away. But the guy keeps on knocking, keeps on knocking, keeps on knocking. Then the neighbor inside gets fed up. He says, I'm not going to get up and give him what he wants because he's my neighbor. I'm going to get up just for him just to let go, man. He's a pain in the neck. He, he's not leaving me alone. I want to sleep. He keeps on knocking. So he gets up and gives him what he wanted, three loaves of bread. The Lord then comes back and says, Ask, you will what? Verse 9, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. Well, ask, seek, knock. Let's see what these three loaves of bread are all about. We're going to give it a title, or we gave it a title. It's, Lend Me Three Loaves of Bread. These verses that we read, we gave it a title called, Lend Me Three Loaves of Bread. This guy came asking at midnight for three loaves of bread. Then the Lord comes and says, Ask. That's one. Seek. That's two. Knock. That's three. So what is the first bread? Ask. That's bread number one. He is asked, he's telling us to ask. The bread number two is seek and you will find. And bread number three is knock and it will be opened to you. Now the Lord Jesus then goes again and mentions three other things. And they are? He says, if a son asks his father for bread will his dad give him stone instead of bread and if he asked for a fish would his dad give him a snake instead of a fish and if he asked for an egg would his dad give him a scorpion what is the Lord talking about here huh? it's kind of a bit of a mystery here this guy goes asking for three loaves of bread. Then Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock. And then he says, if a son goes to his dad and asks him for a bread, would his father give him stone? If he asks for a fish, would his dad give him snake? If he asks for an egg, would his dad give him a scorpion? There is no relevancy here. Eh? What is a snake to do with a fish? What is a scorpion to, uh, got to do with, a, uh, with an egg? Or a stone with a bread? Well, let's come and see what the Lord is trying to teach us by asking, seeking, and knocking. When the Lord is saying, ask, well, who do I ask? And what do I ask for? The Lord is saying to all of us, ask, the people who lived before you 
All the people who lived before you, who lived their life with me, I, Jesus, where did they end up and what happened to them? And also ask about the people who did not live with me, where did they really end up? Well, if I come to King David of the Old Testament and I ask him, what did you learn with living in this world? What did you learn? Something really important, foundational. He'll tell you in his Psalms, he'll say, I was a little boy, I grew older, I became an old man. I am yet to see, I am yet to see a faithful person is forgotten or his children are left without a bread, without food. I've never seen a faithful person to God left aside, forgotten about, or their children hungry for food. I have never seen that. God always provides for those who are really his children. So what is he trying to tell us here when, we, when he says, ask and it shall be given to you. Ask those who are older than you about their experiences with God. Ask those who are spiritual people. Don't just try and find out for yourself on your own. You can't do it on your own. You need people's guidance. But not any person, a person who is really close to God, a religious person. So Jesus is saying, you want to have a good life? Ask the people who lived with me close to me. They will give you the right advice. Don't go seeking advices from young people like yourselves. Don't go asking for an advice from a so-called friend. Where? Well, we were, uh, <clears throat> we went for clubbing, man, downtown. And while we were at this club at three o'clock in the morning, I just thought I'd ask my friend who was there for an advice. What shall I do? Shall I marry this girl? Or shall I just dump her and go and find someone else? Shall I move out of home because my parents are nothing but annoyances to me? How about if we go together and find a nice little flat somewhere and we share everything together? You move out of home and I move out of home and we all go and have fun. We have our own home. Yes, brother. Sounds good. Let's do it. You're asking the wrong person. It's like uh, an alcoholic goes to an alcoholic like him and says, what do you think? Is alcohol good or bad? What do you think? Well, that other guy is going to say, I, I, I think it's, it's great, mate. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's cheese, brother. So don't go and ask someone who is like you in the same boat for an advice. You need to come and ask Marmari. Good looking, 
Beautiful. I'm hot, you're not. Get out of my dream, get into my car. You want to you wanna have a good advice, you come and ask the right person. And, and one, of, one, of the, one of the good people to ask also is your parents. You know, you got to be close to one. If you're not close to both mom and dad, but at least you're close to someone. But more importantly, a person who is close to God. Maybe my dad is good, but he's not close to God or my mom. I need someone who is close to God to give me a good advice. An advice that I will never regret. I will never regret. Ask the people who lived close with God and they will tell you that Jesus, whoever lives with Christ, whoever lives for Christ, whoever follows Christ, will never be left behind. Never ever. Jesus is the only person that will never ever fail you. All others fail you except Jesus. So you want to get the right advice about who Jesus is? And if really Jesus exists, go and ask those who are close to him. They will tell you what Jesus is all about. Now, I'm going to say asking is making a decision. Asking is the first step in life. Making a decision. Secondly, when you are making that decision, you will start seeking. What is seeking? Walking the distance in that decision that you just took. That means your behavioral pattern or attitude according to the decision you just made. So you took a decision, you decided to do a particular thing. When you decided to do that, then you're going to walk the distance to fulfill what you have made a decision on. And when you walk the distance, you will reach out to a point where you're going to knock. What is the knock? Is the result of your walking in that decision that you just made. I'll give you an example, so make it more cl clear and simple. Let's say I want to visit someone at their house. I don't know where they live. First thing I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask about this person. You with me? I'm going to ask about this person. When I asked about this person, I found out where they live. So now I want to see them. What, what, am, what am I going to do? I made a decision. When I asked about the person, what did I do? I made a decision to know this person where they live. Yes? If I did not decide, I wouldn't have asked. True or not? You want to go for a movie. You're going to ask, what kind of movie? Whereabouts? Paramata City? Which one? Three, 3D movie? But why did you ask? What made you interested in finding out about the movie and the place? Because you decided to watch the movie. See? So the decision is the first step in life. Ask. Decide. What do you want to decide on? When I ask about the person, I find out where they live, then I have to 
put it into action. I have to get up, sit in the car, and drive to their place. My attitude, my behavior, how is it going to be when I drive to that house? And when I get to that house, what am I going to do? Knock, and the door shall be open. The result of you making the decision and walking in that decision. What is the result going to be? Determines what decision you've made in life. That is going to determine what fruits you're going to grasp in the end. When you decide to take drugs, you're going to walk in that path. And when you walk in that path, what is the result of you walking in that path? Hurting yourself. When you decide on coming to church and picking yourself up and coming to church, receiving Christ, what do you think the result of your action and decision? Eternal life. Saving yourself. That is why the Lord Jesus said, ask, decide. What do I decide, Lord? Decide between bread and stone. Which one do you want to choose for your life? Do you want to choose a bread or do you want to choose a stone? Well, what is that? Someone said bread. Very good. What is bread and what is stone? Why did the Lord Jesus bring these two things together? If a son asks his dad for a bread, would his dad give him stone? What is the relevancy here? What is the connection between bread and stone? Well, there is no connection, but there is separation. What is it? Who can tell me what does bread represent here? What does it symbolize, biblically speaking? Huh? Bread represents life. Yes? True? Why? What did, Jesus, what did Jesus say about himself? I am the... I am the living bread that descended from heaven. He who eats me shall live in me forever. What does bread represent? What does bread represent? Eternal life. Then on the other hand, what does the stone represent? If bread represents life, what does stone represent? Yeah? Common sense? Why? Why does stone represent death? Well, if you look at a stone, it's, dead. it's a dead thing, isn't it? Right? Can you eat it? You can't. So stone represents death. And bread represents life. Well, Jesus is saying, ask. That means make a decision in your life. You guys who are growing up in Sydney, Australia, in the 21st century, what are you deciding for your destiny? What are you choosing for your path? Are you making the decision in the wrong things, for the wrong things? Or are you deciding to choose Jesus, the bread of life? Or are you choosing the stone, death? What is, what is one of the things that, that destroys a person? Hmm? When you decide on, I'm not going to listen to no one but myself. I will not care about nothing. 
I will care about no one, no matter what they say or do, I'll do what's in my head. I don't care, mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, I'll do what pleases me. I don't care about no one else. That is choosing stone. That is choosing death. Now, where is it going to lead you? Into absolute destruction. Into absolute destruction. Why do so many young boys and girls get into trouble? Because of their disobedience, not being an open mind where they're going to listen for the right advice, for the good advice from mom, from dad, from the priest, from the church, from those who are religious people close to God. No, what are they going to do? They're going to listen to all those who are doing the wrong things. We, a lot of time, listen to people and we never listen to God. How do we listen to God? By reading His Word, the Bible. Have we opened the Bible at home and read it? Have we? Do we do that at least every day, every, once every night? Or have we forgotten about the Word of God? We need to read the Bible. It's not just coming to Bible studies or to Bible preaching once a week. No, we need to have the Bible as our friend. We need to be familiar with the Word of God. Let's change our way of thinking by using Jesus' words. The more, the more you practice reading the Bible, the more you're going to become Christ-like. Because what is the Bible? The Word of Jesus. When you read His words, when you get familiar with His words, guess what? Your way of thinking is going to be like Him. I used to swear before. Now, I've been reading the Bible, I can't swear anymore. And whenever I hear someone swearing, it really turns me off. Because I'm a different person now. I've changed. Jesus has changed me. You need to read the Bible every day. Make the Bible your best. And if I say the only true friend, the only true friend, become familiar. Get closer to Jesus. Make Jesus your friend. So when you choose Jesus, that is the bread of life. And if you choose life, the result is going to be life. And if you choose stone, death, the result is going to be what? Death. Um, I've always said this and I mentioned this. But the worst decision that a young boy and a young girl your age makes in their life is where they say... I know what I'm doing and I have decided on this. No one is going to change my mind. I know what I'm doing. I hear that a lot from young people and it's a very dangerous statement. It's an extremely dangerous statement because believe me, my son and my daughter, you don't know what you're doing in a lot of times. Not always, but in a lot of times you don't know. You need to seek an advice. Don't rush. Don't do nothing unless you ask. But you need to ask the right person on what to do. A lot of young people, I don't know if it's relevant to some of you or not, but a lot of, a lot of young people enter a relationship at an early, early age, actually very early age, where they get, get themselves into a lot of mischief and hardships. And then they don't know how to get out of it. 
and coming out of it is very, very painful. Why? Because they didn't ask in the first place or they didn't get or accept the advice of the parents when they said to them, he is no good for you or she is not your type. I'm not saying she's a bad person or he's a bad person. No. What I'm saying, they're just not for you. Maybe they're meant for someone else. But they are, you guys are not compatible. But what do you do? You insist and persist. Now, nah, this is the one for me. And then what happens? They pull each other's hair after a little while. And they go their ways. And some of the relationships, and a lot of those relationships, I must say, they enter a relationship behind the parents' back. Like, someone came to me, Father, 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 what? My boyfriend left me. Ash on your head. Literal translation. Your what? Boyfriend? Well, excuse-moi. Um, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, that doesn't exist in the Christian index. Um, how long have you been together? Forty years? I should bring you a violinist to pray for you. And do your parents know? The answer is, of course not. Mm -hmm. And how old are you now? 16? So you are telling me that you fell in love with this Sargon with a big nose when you were 12 years old. You know what? You did it behind your parents' back. You didn't tell no one. You were a baby. You needed someone to give you milk in a dummy, right? And you entered a relationship much bigger than your understanding. Well, where do you think that's going to lead you? 100% problems. And, you know, a lot of uh, the boys and the girls, girls 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, teen, 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 teen. Teen, teen, don't do two, two, nothing. Don't enter no relationship. Don't get yourself into no trouble. No matter how much he says you are the most beautiful girl, you say, liar, liar, liar. He's not a lawyer, he's a liar, okay? So he might say all these nice words, I've never seen beautiful girl as you are in the whole world. Well, this is one of the biggest, you know, you know lying statement because he, he hasn't even seen Fairfield thoroughly. When did he get a chance to see the whole world? Huh? So they just make up those words. And I love you to death. I'll kill myself if I don't marry you. Well, just go do it. Please do me a favor. Just do it. And then they make it a big fuss and a big deal. They get married. Short while later, I hate you. I can't live with you. Because you didn't ask. You didn't seek. I prayed about it and I said, Lord Jesus, please bring me the right person. And then I was walking one day in uh, uh, Nita City, Fairfield, and I saw a guy, I said, oh, thank you, Lord, you just brought him in my way. Thank you very much. Would you like a, a lottery ticket? Thank you, I love you too. Come on, what is this? 
The first thing in our life, when we start getting to knowing about life, when we start growing up, life is about making decisions. That's what it is. So the first thing you do is ask. That is, what does that mean? Make a decision. It's a decision making. So when you make that decision, that's going to determine what the outcome is going to be 100%. You can't pluck from thorns grapes. You can't. When you plant a vine tree, you're going to get grapes. Don't ask for apple out of a vine tree. You can't. Just won't work. What you plant, that's what you're going to harvest in the end. Planting, you've decided. What do I decide on? Are you choosing Jesus or are you choosing yourself? I am the stone and Jesus is the bread. If I do things my way, I'll end up dead. If I do things Jesus' way, the bread of life, I'll end up in eternal life and the glory of God. It's very simple. But you need to make that decision. Who do you want to choose in life? But what really gets to me, and I'm sorry, you're going to sleep here tonight, okay? What really gets to me is why do we enjoy doing and love doing the wrong things? I just can't believe it. If I say for a person, let's go, there is a holy mass on at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm tired, oh, I'm this, I'm MA. Can we leave it next week? But if I say, there is M&M coming at the Sydney Stadium, and it's $1,000 a ticket. Yeah, man, go and steal and buy a ticket. Let's go. It's wrapped. I thought it was like M&M's, like, you know, chocolate. But apparently this guy is a rap, you know, singer or something. We run. Even if I'm tired, I haven't slept for 50 days. Someone says, let's go clubbing. I'm a Tarazan. Full head, high beams. Man, I'm alive. I run to, the, to that club. But if I am, you know, in bed, relaxing, and say, let's go to church. Um, <clears throat> oh, you know, I've got a massive headache. And then a minute later, if I, if I come back and say, let's go out. Yeah, Mike, no worries. Let's go to church. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Ask yourself, why do you do that? When it comes to Jesus, no time. When it comes for the world and the pleasure of the world, I've got all the time in the world. Well, no wonder why we get into trouble a lot of times. Because we're choosing stone. I'm doing it my way. It's not Jesus' way. But you know what? Jesus' way is really beautiful. By the way, Jesus' way is really beautiful if you walk the distance with Him. It's really, really beautiful. All you need to do, all you need to do is really just give Him your heart. And you know what? Just let go. Relax. Don't think about it twice. Don't dwell on it. But you need to work at it. But you know what? Don't be suspicious. Don't let your mind be troubled. Work hard. Walk the distance with Christ. And trust in His mighty saving power. Because Jesus is always there for you. If you really want to be with Him. If you really want to be with Him. Don't do it your way. 
Do it Jesus' way, my beloved. Ask and advise on what to do about making a decision in life. Now, if I choose Jesus, I'm going to walk, seek, what is it we said? I'll be walking. I make a decision and then I start living that decision that I've made. I'll start walking in that decision. So what is, when choosing Jesus, the better of life, what is the path of Jesus? Fish. What is fish? Fish, my beloved, in the Greek word, in the Greek language, is a four-letter word. Fish, in the Greek language, is a four-letter word, means Jesus Christ, Son of God. It's a four-letter word, meaning Jesus Christ, Son of God. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Greekly speaking, <laughs> in the Greek language, but it's called Eches. Eches. The first letter is E for Isus. Isus means Jesus. The second letter is C for Christos, means Christ. And the third letter is also E for Eos. Eos means Son. And the fourth letter is Theo, so, which means God. So, Isus, Jesus, Christos, Christ, Eos, Son, Theo, God. Jesus Christ, Son of God. That is the fish. So when I chose, when I decided to be with Jesus, I'm going to walk in the path of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And when I walk in Jesus' path, then my behavior should be Christ-like, a good Christian, the good Samaritan. Now, does Jesus swear? And if I'm walking in His path, I shouldn't be swearing, true or not. Because I am walking in His path, I need to reflect His image. So Jesus doesn't swear. I shouldn't be swearing as a good Christian. Jesus doesn't lie. I shouldn't be lying. Jesus doesn't steal. I shouldn't be stealing. Jesus doesn't hurt people. Why am I hurting people? So when I'm choosing to walk in Jesus' path, I need to live my decision. I need to reflect Jesus in my life and be Christ-like in my life. A good Christian where people can look at me and say, this person is different to the rest. Because Jesus is different to everyone else. If, if people who are non-Christians see a Christian lying, stealing, doing all the bad things, do you think those people ever going to think about coming and becoming a Christian? Never. Because they're going to say, well, if a Christian person is this bad, I don't want that Jesus. I don't want him. I don't believe in Jesus. So we're becoming the stumbling stone. We're stopping people from coming to Christ because our behavior as Christians is not good in front of people. So therefore they are walking away and they run away, running away from Jesus Christ. But if we really walk in His path and live His word, 
and we really show it to the rest of, uh, of people, then we are showing the true image of Jesus Christ. We're bringing G people closer to Jesus. At school, at work, wherever you are with your friends, how do we behave? How do we behave? Ask yourself that question. We need to see what Jesus wants from us and what is he expecting from each one of us as young Christians growing up in this 21st century. Now, if I choose Jesus, I'm walking in, his, in the path of the fish. I'm walking in the path of Jesus Christ, beloved Son of God. I'm reflecting his image for the rest of the world. And when I do that, I'll reach out the knocking stage, which is the result of my destiny. And what is an egg? Now, guys, um, yes, what does the egg here reflect? Who can tell me? Egg represents resurrection. Resurrection of the Lord Jesus. How? When you look at an egg from outside, is there any sign of, of life? When you look at an egg from outside, do you see any sign of life? Do you? I'm asking you. What do you think? When you look at an egg from outside, do you see a sign of life? Yes or no? No? There is no sign of life. But inside, there is a living, a living little chook. Huh? For me, from outside, the egg is dead. But it's not. There is a living creature inside. When did I know when that little chook is about to come out, cracks that egg, and comes out this beautiful little chook? And I say, oh, I thought this was dead, but there was a living thing or a living creature inside. When Jesus was put in the tomb, sealed tomb, they all said he's dead. We got rid of him. He's gone. He's finished. But Jesus was not dead. To the eye... The tomb is a dead thing, but there was a living creature called Jesus Christ of Nazareth inside of that shell, inside of that tomb. And on the third day, Jesus Christ came out of that tomb alive because he was always la living uh, Christ. So now, if I decide on choosing Jesus' path, I will be reflecting his image in my life, being the good person, saying the right things. My language is good. My behavior is good. I don't twist things around. I always speak the truth. And I always try to help as much as I can. I show Jesus the right way to people. And if I live my life on earth as the fish, Jesus Christ, Son of God, what is my end result? Resurrection, my beloveds. What is resurrection? Death cannot overcome me. I will always be alive. Death can't control me. Because in Jesus, I am always the living being. Resurrection means salvation, eternal life, Son of God. 
The kingdom of God is all mine. I am given eternities to come. And I'll enjoy that with Jesus forever and ever and ever. Choose Jesus. Decide on the bread. Then when you decide on the bread, He will give you the strength, the wisdom, the power to do His will on earth, the fish. You will reflect the image of Jesus Christ in your life here. And when you do that, eternal life, egg, resurrection is yours 100%. On the other hand, if you choose things your way, stone, that is going to lead you to the snake. And then the result to the scorpion. My goodness. Stone, when I do things my way, when I want to live free country, I do whatever I like. It's a free country. Hey mom, hey dad, next time you raise your voice at me, you smack me, I will dial triple zero. And I'll leave home. And I will put an AVO on you. You will not get anywhere near me. Because if you do, you'll be thrown in jail. Oh my goodness. Very bad. This is real stone, man. This is... What kind of life is that? What kind of life is that? Where you leave home at an early age. You go. And then what's going to happen to you at the end? What's going to happen to you at the end? Think about it. It's not the right decision. You need to seek an advice. You need to seek some help. But the right help. Don't just do it on your own and make that decision and walk away. Because if you decide on things your way, you've already started your way wrong. It is dead. It's a stone. It's a dead thing. Where is that going to lead you? To the snake. What does the snake here represent? The power the authority of the devil over your life. When a person decides to do things their way, Satan will control you. That's what it's going to get to. Snake, poison. Poisonous thing. Satan will drag you and will show you all the wrong things to do. And he'll say, enjoy it. It is good. It's cool, bro. It's year 12 formal. And we've been studying for the last 12 years of our life. What a hard time it was. You haven't started your life. You're still a baby. Yeah. But you know, it's a formal. So we're going to hire this hammer 30 meters long. And we've hired this little uh, hotel room downtown the city. And we're going to spend the night there. And then... They'll put you on the spot. Boys and girls together, right? And they're enjoying the formal, so they're going to drink, celebrating the graduation of high school. They haven't realized that life is just about to start now. Hasn't started yet, but it's about to start. So, hey, come on. If you're a man, have a scotch. Or have a sniff. Huh? And then this guy... There are girls there. He doesn't want to sort of be weak in front of girls, so he wants to be the man, you know, the roaring lion. And he says to his so-called friend, 
Well, you think I can't drink this? He never drank before, poor thing. That's peanuts, man. That's nothing. I told you. <laughs> and then get up the second day feeling absolutely miserable, feeling down, feeling lost. Don't ever get tempted. And if they put you in a position where you, to prove that you're a man, you say, oh, hey, I'm a man, I don't need to prove it. By the way, a man is not a man when he drinks. A man is not a man when he goes and, and breaks someone's face. A man is not a man when he goes and does all these other things. A man is a man when he walks in the path of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the man. You know why? Yet Jesus, he appeared to other people very weak. When they smacked him, when they spat into his face, when they whipped him, he didn't do nothing. They said, oh, he's a wussy. He's weak, he's scared, he's nothing. They didn't realize this is God. But he said, a man is not, I could show my power and I could just wipe you all out of existence. I can do that in a split second. But this is not what manhood is all about. The real man is when he puts his life for the one he loves. Now that is a real man. And he said to all of us, being his bride, all of us, he said, I love you so much, I will accept anything and everything just for you. Now that is a real man. A real man... When, when a priest or a bishop tells him something, takes it on board and walks with it. That is a real man. Even though what you are about to do is going to make you, maybe, uh, maybe it's going to reflect a weak image about you in front of other guys. Don't worry about that. They can make fun of you. It's okay. Who cares? But don't ever let them tempt you to do the wrong thing. And you can stand your ground and say, look, I'm a Christian. I'll do what my Jesus wants, not you. When Jesus says, do this, I'll do it. But anyone else, I only listen to my Lord. I don't listen to no one else. You can make fun of me. You can laugh at me. You can do whatever you like. I'm not going to actually change. And may the Lord Jesus bless you. But I will not do what you tell me. I belong to Christ. Now... But if I persist on doing things my way, Satan will have control over my life. Snake gives poison, puts poison in that body. And that poison, when it gets to the heart, stops it. Life finishes with death. What is death? Total being lost, disappearance, destruction. That is death. And if I keep on continuing... Satan will have control over me and it's gonna, the result is going to be what? Scorpion. Decision, me. Do it my way. Stone, death. Then I'll walk in Satan's path. Walk in darkness. Sneak. And what is the result of me walking in darkness and sneaking behind? Scorpion is the result. What is scorpion? By the way, scorpion and the snake, they both put poison in that body. But there is a difference. A snake, 
will not attack you unless you get close to it, unless you go into its territory. And the snake, when it bites, it bites once and runs away. But the scorpion, the scorpion cannot see, is a blind creature. Scorpion is blind, can't see. Goes on senses. Sends waves, the wave comes back, oh, there's an object here. The scorpion, however, puts its poison in everything that comes in its way. If a, if a human being comes in, that, in their way, they'll put a poison in them. If a piece of wood comes in their way, they'll put a poison in that piece of wood. If a plastic <laughs> container comes, they'll put a poison in that plastic container. Whatever comes in the scorpion's way, bang, 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 poison, poison everywhere. The snake bites once, runs away. The scorpion bites all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. What is the Lord trying to tell us here? The Lord says, if you walk and live your life on your own, devil will control you, snake, and the scorpion, your way of thinking is all going to be poisonous evil. Scorpion is the thought of Satan. Snake is the rule of Satan of your life. Scorpion is the way of thinking of Satan will be controlling your way of thinking. People before, when they started, they were good people, innocent. They ended up very evil afterwards. Their way of thinking became all dirty, all not clean, very bad. Because when you keep on walking in that path, all your way of thinking is going to be that path. I can't think good anymore. Nothing good comes in my head. My way of thinking is all poisoned. It's all devil's th thoughts in my head. Because I've, I've walked in that path. Imagine you've been with these guys for so many years and they all swear. What's going to happen to you after four or five years? You'll be the master of a swear word. You'll open a school to teach people how to swear. You are a professor in swearing. And you'll know the meaning of each word and where it derives from and it comes from and the originality of it. You'll become a theologian, a professor. You'll have a PhD in no time. There is a saying, a simple saying in English. They say, practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. <coughs> you come to church, you live with Christ, practice makes perfect. Believe you me, if you let Jesus come into your life, and how do you let Jesus to come into your life? Talk to him. Ask him. Huh? Ask, make a decision tonight that I'm going to talk to Jesus. Decide on that. Don't say I don't have a time. Because when you say I don't have the time, that's a decision making. That is a stone. But decide that I'm going to talk to Jesus tonight. That you've chose bread. So when you decide, Jesus, I want to talk to you tonight. You've decided. Then you go home and talk to him. Whatever comes to your mind, just talk to him. Dad, I love you. Dad, I stuffed up tonight. Today. I did this and this and this and this and this. They are terrible. What I did, I should be thrown in hell for it. But you know what? That I'm coming 
because I believe that when I come to you and knock at your door, you will open the door. You are my merciful daddy. And you never leave no one behind. And you never shut the door in front of a sinner. And I am the greatest sinner of all. I've come tonight to repent my Lord and say, Dad, I'm sorry because I broke your heart. Please forgive me, Daddy. And come, this heart, I'm going to swap with you tonight, Daddy. You said to me that I've come, my child, to swap you. I took everything that is yours and I gave you everything that is mine. Well, Dad, you taught me this. Tonight, I'm asking you, Dad, please take my terrible heart and give me your beautiful heart. Let's swap. Dad, how about you take my eyes and give me your eyes so I can see the world through you, not me. Or how about that? Just take me all and give me you all. Total swap. Let me be you and take this old me away because I don't like it. Gets me into a lot of trouble. Gets me into a lot of mischiefs. I'm sick of this. Take it away, Dad. I want you. Let me be you, Lord. Let me hide in you. Because I'm a weak instrument. You know, I say I'll never do this again, but I, I, I keep on doing it. Please, Lord, just take me and cover me in your mantle. Cover me in you, Lord, so I just disappear altogether. So no one can see the old me, the ugly me. I want them, when they look at me, I want them to see you, my Lord, not me. Because I'm shocking, but you are beautiful. Talk to Jesus. Make a decision to choose bread, life, so you can have life. Don't choose the stone because the devil will lead you into the wrong places and the wrong paths where your way of thinking is going to be ruined. Scorpion, poisonous thinking. You know, the Bible teaches us everything. King Solomon, if you don't know this guy, he was in the Old Testament about 970 years before Jesus' birth. I'll finish it off on this. King Solomon was the king in Israel. He was the wisest man on earth. Very smart. The, health, the healthiest man on earth because... He had a lot of girlfriends and a lot of wives. He, had a, he, he knew about a thousand women. Not bad, man. Thousand women, you must be healthy. So he was very rich, very healthy, very wise, and very powerful king, the ruler of the entire nation. You know, when you have these four things, you can do anything and everything, really. If you're healthy and very wise and very rich and very powerful, hey, nothing stands in your way. True or not? I can have any girl. I can have any Ferrari. I can go anywhere. I'm rich. And I can 
I can brainwash people's head and minds because I'm very smart. So he can do anything. At the end of his life, he says, there was nothing. Look at this. There was nothing that my heart desired that I did not do. And there was nothing that my eyes saw that I did not get. Nothing. I enjoyed life to the fullest. I did everything with everyone. But at the end, my beloveds, I give you one advice and only one. That is all. There is no other advices. Everything under the sun and under the sky is absolutely empty and nothing, absolutely nothing, zilch. It's all one big lie. Going clubbing, doing this, doing that, having girlfriends, having boyfriends, enjoying internets, I don't know what, chit-chats, dressing up with absolutely nothing, going out, enjoying life to the fullest, it is all absolutely nothing. It's an empty lie. He says only one thing is the truth. If you are with Jesus Christ, the King of Israel, the wisest man on earth, the richest man on earth, and the healthiest man on earth says, trust me guys, come and ask the most experienced guy on the face of this earth, and I tell you, all of it that I've done, I was just laughing at myself and deceiving myself. It's a big lie. What really matters is Jesus. Girlfriends, wives, wealth, pleasure, treasure, it's all empty, guys. Don't run after it. Don't go for it. I know it's tempting, but don't go for it. Because at the end, it's absolute destruction and death. Because when the spirit leaves this body, it's all one big lie, isn't it? It's one big lie. But how about if we enjoy life with Jesus? That's a beautiful life. Still this world, it's beautiful. When I live it with Christ, when I walk the distance with Christ, it's absolutely magnificent. Choose the right friends. Choose the right environment and the right place, my beloved, where Jesus really is pleased with. Jesus not in where King's Cross is. And all those clubs. Jesus is not happy with people not dressing up in a decent way. Jesus is not happy. I should not be imitating other girls and other guys. Just because they dress up like that, that dream. I'm a Christian. I have my own values and principles in that Christian life. I follow Christ. I don't follow the world. They want to go out naked. It's their choice. I decided, I asked, I made a decision that I will dress up to make my Jesus happy, not the world. When I come to church, I should be dressing in a decent way. My body covered 
and when I go out, I should dress up in a decent way. We don't see that much, do we? Why? Because it's a fashion. Everybody, we got to go with the flow. But no, we don't need to go with the flow. I'm a Christian. Guys, you know what? When I go to the city, sometimes if I have a meeting, um, like last time, I went and I had a meeting with the immigration minister here, Chris Bowen, the immigration minister for Australia. We had a meeting. I went like this. Some people come. I'm not being judgmental, by the way. No, 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 no. But I'm just giving you an idea. Everyone is free. But some people sometimes come to me and say, Marmari, you know, when you go in the city, don't go like that, just wear a suit. Because it's, um, you know, people won't understand it and all that. So just wear a suit because they might look at you in a different way and they might, you know, make fun. And they might just throw a word here and there. I say, oh, okay. I'm not going to change for people. Because I did not come for people. I came for my Lord Jesus. I am very happy if people say a nice word to me or a bad word to me or say absolutely nothing. I'm happy in all cases. Because this dress is not for people, it's for Christ. So I'm not expecting absolutely nothing from people. And whatever they want to do, it's their own choice. And they will be rewarded accordingly. They are not doing it for me. When they say, oh, what a beautiful dress. You are beautiful. You're going to get a beautiful gift from Jesus. And if you say otherwise, you're going to get a gift from Jesus. Hmm. Or maybe someone else. <laughs> but I'm not going to change just because this uniform does not fit with the world. This is me. And this is how I'm going to be till I die in Jesus' name. Do not be ashamed of your Lord Jesus before men, because Jesus said, He who denies me before people, I will deny him before the angels of my Father in heaven. So wherever I go, I'll go as Marmari. I'm not going to go as a good-looking guy in a suit. So... Wherever you go, you go as a Christian and a proud one too because you are serving the true living God and you should be proud to be a Christian because Christ is the precious pearl. He is more expensive than even that precious pearl. So never be ashamed of your Jesus and say, ah, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll put aside my Christianity now. I think it's not the right time. Let's have fun. I want to dance with somebody. You be a Christian wherever you are. And if you think that particular place over there is not for Christ, well, don't go there then. But have fun and enjoy life with Jesus. You go out, take Jesus with you. Take the living bread with you. You go to a birthday party, take Jesus with you. And make Him proud of you where you are there. Maybe give a lecture there or something. <laughs> and you know, and you say to your, to your friends there, Oh, you know what? Marmari was saying this and this the other day. You know, you should know, you should hear this too. 
I think it's good for you. Find an, a chance to, to mention the name of, of Christ wherever you are. Happy birthday. Oh, but did you know that Jesus' birthday is on the 25th, on the 25th of December? When, that, when His birthday comes, all of us, we should go to church and celebrate His birthday. We should take Him the best gift. Our hearts. Our hearts. And give it to Him and say, I've got nothing to give you, Lord, but I'm giving you my heart. Will He accept it? And He says to you, my child, give me your heart and let your eyes see my ways. I will show you how I live and how I want you to live when you offer me your heart. So just like we go and give presents uh, for people's birthdays, we should celebrate Jesus' birthday. And you know, speaking of that, I'll finish it off on this. I'm really sorry. What's funny, or it's not funny, when it comes to Christmas, <laughs> we take gifts for everyone except Jesus. Poor thing, man. I think it's very painful when it's, when it's, uh, when it's your birthday and you invite people to your birthday and they come and they ignore you. <laughs> and they exchange gifts between themselves and you're sitting there you say, but hey hello my birthday I'm here go home when you get hurt you invite people to your birthday and they just come and ignore you totally and that's, that's very painful so what do we do on Christmas Christmas for us, some people call it holiday. A holiday? Holiday. And some put it Xmas. What's this X? Where did you get this X from? Ash on your head. It's Christmas. What are you doing? We're going Honolulu. Ah, you celebrate Jesus' birthday in Honolulu on a wave. It's Easter. Oh. And it's the last week, the passion of the Lord. The most painful week where he's being denied, sold for 30 pieces of silver, and nailed on the cross. Ripped apart. And what am I doing? If there was a place to be, especially on Good Friday, is the church. I'll leave everything behind so I can be with my Lord Jesus. Because He certainly left everything to be with me. When you love someone, you'd want to leave everything for that someone. True? That's why... When that someone ignores you, it is the most painful thing ever. You know, love is very powerful, but yet very weak. Or I should say, love is the most powerful thing in existence, but yet the most weak thing in existence at the same time. God is love, the most powerful. But because he is love, he became the weakest of all. 
when they smacked him, whipped him, lashed him, dragged him in the streets, he was just, he didn't open his mouth. Because love makes you weak. When you love someone, you can't hurt them. Even if they hurt you, but you can't hurt them. So what are you going to do? You're not going to retaliate. You're just going to go quiet. That is love. But this being quiet, but being very, very, feeling the pain from inside, but not, not showing it, like swallowing it really, very painful, and you're keeping your calm and your quietness. Now this is the man. This is the power in, its, in itself. This is power. My beloveds, choose Jesus, the bread of life, so that your path is in the Jesus Christ, Son of God. Your path is in Jesus' path, which is the egg, resurrection, eternity, eternal life. But if you choose the stone and do things your way, the devil is going to control you, the snake, and then he's going to put all the poison, all the poisonous thoughts in your head. And your way of thinking is going to be negative, negative, negative. That is the scorpion. And where is that going to lead you? Eternal death. Stone leads you to the devil, to the way of thinking of the devil. Bread leads you to the Son of God, to the resurrection of the Messiah, the living Messiah who rose from the dead on the third day. Ask for the three loaves of bread. Ask, decide for Jesus. Seek, walk in Jesus' name. Knock, rise in Jesus Christ's name. Choose Him, walk with Him, and live with Him forever. Amen. God bless you guys. Let's stand for the Lord's Prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forevermore. Amen.